The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You are listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 62. It is the first episode of our new series on Unpacking the Secret. If you have not read that book or seen that movie, I highly suggest you stop now and go do that. So in the first three weeks of this series, we're going to talk about the philosophy behind the secret, and then we're going to get into the how-tos and some practical application. But today, I want to kind of give you uh, a little bit of history of the Law of Attraction and the secret. Where does it come from, and uh, what's some of the basic principles behind it? What makes it work, and how does it tick? And uh, most importantly, what do you need to do and start addressing in your life to make it work for you? So I really enjoy talking about how these things, how the universe works, really. And this is one of the universal laws, which we will cover. As always, I'd love to have some fun. I hope you hear something you enjoy. Let's get started. are finally here finally ready to unpack the secret man for me it feels like it has been a uh, quite a journey to get here i've been talking about doing this series uh with my friends and family for a while and it is one of those things that uh you know you finally you you set your mind to do something and you you know oh, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and it just kind of it, it turns into uh it turns into its own baby, if you will. It turns into its own project and takes on a life of its own. And uh, it is really cool to finally be doing this episode and starting this series, which will become a class that will be available on the website. And uh, I'm, I am excited to share the things that I have learned. If you did not listen to the introductory episode, or if you've not read The Secret or watched the movie, um, Unpacking the Secret is very much it's it's meant to be a companion tool with watching that movie. Um, you'll notice that I essentially followed the outline that that uh, movie took of kind of how it explains the secret, and then they they do what they can to unpack it in a hour and a half movie. But anybody who spent any time uh, studying the subject knows that it's going to take way more than an hour and a half of discussion and thinking to communicate the truth underneath the secret. And the secret is Rhonda Burns' way of saying that there is something that is knowable that maybe a handful of people throughout history have known. And she even says so in the introduction to her movie, that uh, her life had gotten to this place where it was miserable and it was falling apart. And she came across this book and it, and what was in it changed her life. And she started to study and realize, oh my gosh, she, she can't believe all the people who know this secret. It's, it's people throughout history. Some of the greatest minds, some of the greatest influencers in the world have apparently known this secret. And she was then struck by 
the idea that no, so few people actually know it. Hence, she called it a secret. And she is right in the movie that there are, there's recorded history that people who knew this, some people who knew this, did try to squelch it. They tried to hide the truth of it. But in our age, in the age of Aquarius, in the new age of Christianity, in the new age of thought, it is something that is coming out and is more and more and more uh, publicly available. And honestly, the secret is just one of hundreds of places you can find this idea. For me, I stumbled upon the secret by coming across Thomas Troward and his primary pupil, Genevieve Behrend. And uh, The Creative Process in the Individual is the book that Thomas Troward wrote about it. And that book resonates so much with me because it carries so many, it carries a lot deeper information. If you want a very in-depth look at how the secret works, go read The Creative Process in the Individual. That is the secret. Um, In the movie, The Secret, in the book, The Secret, they say the secret is the law of attraction. So whether you call it The Secret, The Law of Attraction, the creative process in the individual, the law of vibration, whatever you want to call it, the, the idea is that your life is a perfect reflection of the thoughts that you think. And there's, you know, my favorite saying from Thomas Troward is, if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. I can tell you that a certain political party has the right ideas about a certain political subject. And you could say, no, they don't, right? Well, what if I explain to you why they have the right ideas? You might actually realize, oh, actually, that is true. So we say these statements all the time, especially religious and spiritual statements that have truth, and yet so few people understand why they are true. I'm going to do my best to hand you understanding that helps you realize, yes, it is true that your life is a perfect reflection of the thoughts that you think. Now, how is it true? If anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. And I believe understanding that way is vital. It is, it, it, it allows you to go through the ups and downs of working with things like the law of attraction and look at so-called failures or successes and learn from them because you actually understand how it works. When you just do what you're told by some guru or some life coach or whatever, it can work. And in some ways, I don't know, maybe a majority of the people in the world need that. But for myself and for people like me who want to get beyond um, just doing what we're told, we want to actually build our desired life at the pace we desire, it requires some understanding. And that's what this class, that's what this series is about. Um, This series is going to be 13 weeks uh, on the podcast. And I said some of this in the introduction, uh, just as a reminder. So if you want to listen to this series for free, then stay engaged with the podcast. I would encourage you to consider donating um, and, you know, putting... Uh, the law of reciprocity at work, which is an, is a universal law, and we'll talk about those in a minute. Um, and you know, share this with your friends and um, help spread the word about New Age Christianity in this podcast. If you know, and, and at the end of thirteen weeks, I'm going to actually pull all thirteen episodes off of the podcast feed and turn it into a class uh, on the website. 
And that class will be a paid class. It won't be a massive fee. I don't know. I really don't know what I'm going to put as far as a number on it. But I do know that after this 13 weeks, it will not be free. Because reciprocity is one of the universal laws. And uh, it is one of those things that uh, I... There's an audience that listens to this podcast right now that, that I value and I appreciate every one of you. And it is as I'm shifting my intention and my... Uh, attention that I'm spending on New Age Christianity, I felt that that putting this series out there uh, for free at first was, uh, you know, it was it was something I was willing to do, and uh, it is one of those things. It's my thank you to you. But again, if this is something you want after this 13 weeks, you're going to need to go on the website and find that. So, for those of you who are now, you know, it's 13 weeks later, and this is the class. Yes, these are initially podcast episodes. But I have designed these episodes uh, in more of a classroom format, and uh, we will be, you know, there will be breaks in the information as we go through it. So you will be able to take these classes and narrow down to subjects and topics and whatnot. So this is a little bit, it's a kind of a combination of an e-learning class and podcast episodes. So uh, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, let's get right into it. So the philosophy behind the secret is, and they tell you right at the beginning of the movie that the secret is the law of attraction. And coming from the religious background that I did, uh, anytime I hear the word law, I kind of get the flinch, I get a flinch factor going, I I break out in hives because the law kills, right? And uh, from the world that I came back, came from the, any, anyone who wants to put rules on me, uh, no, thank you. I'm going to run the other way. But let me explain to you, it's, it's kind of like, at this point, it's kind of like, well, there's certain laws in the universe that it's not about rules to limit you. It's about ways in which the universe works. So again, the law of gravity. It is, you know, the law of gravity is the way the universe works. And it is a law we still don't fully understand. We don't know how gravity works. We don't know how, you know, at least as recorded in public knowledge, we don't know how to reverse gravity, like anti-gravity or whatever. It's one of those laws that we have to unpack. It's kind of like math. Math is a law, or the musical scale is a law, or the color, are there laws. We didn't invent math. We discovered math. We haven't invented science. We've discovered science. Like, there are certain ways in which things work that we are discovering and unpacking. And uh, there are what are known as the laws in the universe. Now, it is debatable how many there are. And in some ways, it just depends on how you break it down. So there, I'm for purposes of this class or these episodes, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the model that says there are 12 universal laws. And the reason I go with this model is it does, in my opinion, um, it offers enough detail to kind of break down all the things, all the laws of the universe into 12 that I've seen as I've seen 20 laws. I've seen, I think as high as a hundred laws and I've seen as few as three or even seven. And, um, so the 12 laws of the universe kind of first came on the scene about 150 years ago. And they're largely derived from what was known as the seven hermetic principles. And if you know anything about uh, Greek lore, Hermes is a Greek god, and there were some books written back then that were philosophical in nature, 
and it's a long story through through history that is not necessarily important, but that hermetic principles or the hermetic hermeticism uh, came out of those books, and it's basically an ancient philosophical, religious, and cultural way of thought. So hermeticism is very old; it's hundreds of years old, and it comes from in, in theory it comes from Hermes. There were seven principles. Uh, there's seven hermetic principles, and you can go look those up online. We're not going to go, you know, waste time in going over them. Six of those seven are ver- are in these twelve. There is one hermetic principle that uh, the very first one, the very first hermetic principle is that all is mind. So mind is everything, or consciousness is everything. And I actually 100% agree with that. Um, that God is consciousness. The I am is self-consciousness and self-awareness and that Christ is logic, so which is still mind. So everything is mind, um, is the her- one hermetic principle that is not listed in these 12. But I'm actually going to, we're going to go over these 12 laws of the universe. So seven hermetic principles have been kind of morphed into the 12 universal laws. And so the first of these laws is the law of divine oneness. And the law of divine oneness says, everything is connected to everything else. What we think, say, do, and believe will have a corresponding effect corresponding effect on others and the universe around us. So the basic principle that we are all one, and you could say it's the butterfly effect. There's elements of the butterfly effect in a few of these laws. But the idea that you're not alone and what you, again, what you think, what you say, what you do, what you believe, it has an effect on others and the universe around us. And what other people think, say, and do and believe has an effect on us. That we are all one and that there is no separation between us. There's no separation with God and that we are one consciousness moving forward. And there's, again, if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. I will most likely be doing a series on these 12 laws where we'll dive into the law of divine oneness and maybe and we'll take a whole, a whole episode on that. Listen to the next law, the second law, the law of vibration. Everything in the universe moves, vibrates, and travels in circular patterns. The same principles of vibration in the physical world apply to our thoughts, feelings, desires, and wills in the etheric world. Each sound, thing, and even thought has its own vibrational frequency unique unto itself. So, quantum physics is proving this, the law of vibration. If you've not heard of the double slit experiment, in short, it shows that energy has different forms. So you have particle form energy and you have waveform energy. Waveform energy is essentially undifferentiated and can be in multiple places at one time. Particle form energy is in one space at one time. And the idea that whether it's particle or waveform, what, you know, this, the, the table in front of me that my computer is sitting on is particle energy. It is wood specifically. Your hand, they say it's, they estimate that your hand is 93% empty space, I think, or maybe even 97%. I can't remember. But that if you took out all the space in your hand and you, and you narrowed and you shrunk it down to just the atoms and the molecules and everything like that, that your hand would, you you essentially don't have a hand. It's particle form. It's just simply vibrating. Now, the question I have is what is the space 
in between all of the atoms and the particles. Because I have a hand, and apparently it appears solid, but it is not. And the space that is in between all of that, no different than looking at our solar system, there is space in between the Earth and the Sun. It's not empty. Think about this for a second. When the sun is shining, that space is filled with something. And I'll give you a second to think about what is the space between us and the sun filled with? It's filled with light. Here's the proof. If you could magically throw, I don't know, a softball into the air and have it leave our atmosphere you would see that you would be able to see that softball and let's say it actually have to be magic you would have to be able to see it with your naked eye or whatever but that softball would would be reflecting the light that is already in that space you would see that softball in space because what is there is light here's the thing you don't see that light until it hits particle form matter or in the case of a softball You don't see the light until it hits the softball. You don't see the light until it hits the moon. You don't see the light until it hits the planets. The light is always there, but it requires it colliding with particle form matter to be illuminated. So the law of vibration, whether it is etheric, such as thoughts, feelings, desires, and wills, or light, uh, or particle form, they're all vibrating. And the law of vibration is a universal law that everything is vibration and everything is frequency. That's important. Again, I'll do an episode and dive into some of those at a later date. So the law of action is the third universal law. Must be, action must be employed in order for us to manifest things on the earth. We must engage in actions that support our thoughts, dreams, emotions, and words. So nothing is magic, Right? Even so-called magic is simply action that is misunderstood or not understood at all. That everything has an action. And then if you want to change your life, you actually have to do something, right? Then that accidentally, I don't know how you would say it, accidentally becoming a billionaire, that there are actions that you need to take to put yourself in place in order for that to even potentially happen. Another fourth law, the law of correspondence. These, this universal law states that the principles or laws of physics that explain the physical world, energy, light, vibration, and motion, have their corresponding principles in the etheric or universe. So this separates kind of the idea of between matter and spirit, right? That uh, there is a matter world that is inside, inside of time and space, and there is a etheric world that is outside of time and space, And this is that everything that is in one world is also in the other and vice versa. Uh, That uh, as he is, so are we in this world. So it is that law of correspondence. And uh, and if you've probably heard this saying, as above, so below. Um, That is the law of correspondence. So then you have the law of cause and effect. Now, this is similar to the law of action, but it it also includes things outside of the will of individuals. So nothing happens by chance or outside the universal laws. Every action, including thought, has a reaction or a consequence. We reap what we sow. This also goes for things in nature and so on and so forth. 
law of compensation or uh, I did uh, an article on the New Age Christian website about the law of reciprocity. That's another name for this. The law of compensation says this universal law is the law of cause and effect applied to blessings and abundance that are provided for us. The, the visible effects of our deeds are given to us in gifts, money, inheritance, friendships, and blessings. Um, it's basically uh, takes, I guess, as it says, it takes the law of cause and effect and even the law of action and it applies it to the fact that abundance is an aspect of life and of being that is ours. It is available to us and it's uh, it is a universal law that there is, there's no one down there withholding from you. The universe is not withholding blessing from you. So then you have the law of attraction, which is what the secret is. The law of attraction demonstrates how we create the things, events, and people that come into our lives. Our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions produce energies, which in turn attract like energies. Negative energies attract negative energies, and positive energies attract positive energies. I'm not going to give an overview of that because that's what this entire series is about, but that is one of the universal laws. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy, also known as the law of growth. All persons have within them the power to change the conditions of their lives. Higher vibrations consume and transform lower ones. Thus, each of us can change the energies in our lives by understanding the universal laws and applying the principles in such a way as to effect change. Meaning, you can change your life. You can grow. You can mature. You're not static. You're not stuck. Nothing is. Everything can transmute its energy. Energy is constant. It does not go away. It's always moving in form, out of form, through form. This is, if you watch the video, there's a guy who explains this really well. This is essentially the concept of energy, the concept of God, and you can grow and mature and God in you, Christ as you, can, uh, can become. So then you have the law of relatively or relativity, or I would actually call it the law of perspective. Um, this is an interesting one. I, you know, this is one of those ones that, uh, if you stop and think about it, it can uh, it can help uh, with some of the stuff that you're going through. Each person will receive a series of problems, tests of initiation, or lessons for the purpose of strengthening the light within each of us. These tests slash lessons are a challenge to remain connected to our hearts when proceeding to solve the problems. This law also teaches us to compare our problems to other problems into its proper perspective. No matter how bad we perceive our situation to be, there's always someone who is in a worse position. It's all relative. So this is the law of perspective basically says, get out of your own head, get out of your own world and realize that, that there is perspective. You've built a framework that says X, Y, and Z is a bad situation or a good situation. It's very much the four agreements and the Toltec concept that the law of perspective is that we're all dreaming and we all have a perspective. And if you want to change your experience of being in the dream, change your perspective. The law of polarity, everything is on a continuum and has an opposite. We can suppress and transform undesirable thoughts by concentrating on the opposite pole. It is the law of mental vibrations. I would also call this the law of logic, that everything must be framed by its polar opposite that you cannot have light without dark. If everything was light, then you wouldn't have a word for it. It would just be, right? If everything was light, there, were, and there was no nothing to frame it. You would, If you looked out at the stars and there was no darkness surrounding it, you would not see stars. You would just see light. That's why during the day you don't see the stars because the sky is just light. But at night, you see the contrast, the polarity of what 
is around these white burning balls of gas is known as space and darkness, which is interestingly filled with light, as we said earlier, but it is the polarity. So um, meditate on that. It'll, you can have some fun with it. The law of rhythm. Everything vibrates and moves to certain rhythms. These rhythms establish seasons, cycles, stages of development, and patterns. Each cycle reflects the regularity of God's universe. Masters know how to rise above negative parts of a cycle by never getting too excited or allow negative things to penetrate their consciousness. This, I think, is kind of a, um, between the law of vibration and the law of growth, is the, is the reality of the rhythm, and it is the... Uh, the circular nature of existence. Everything is in circles when you look out at space. And uh, so is your life that you, you return to the same. I, I did, did a series on the spiral of truth or an episode on the spiral of truth that truth is not linear. It's not a linear staircase. It's a spiral staircase. And so it's that rhythm that you come back around to the same ideas, but you go higher and higher and higher as you do. Then you have the law of ginger. This is actually another one to think a lot about that uh, it's kind of the polarity law, but uh, in a more energetic form. The law of gender manif- uh, the law of gender manifests in all things as masculine and feminine. It is this law that governs what we know as creation. The law of gender manifests in the animal kingdom as sex. This law decrees everything in nature is both male and female. Both are required for life to exist. Note, this is not about boobs and penises. (laughs) Trees, rocks, earth, the ocean, the sky, they also carry masculine and feminine energy. This is, and they don't have sexual parts. The law of gender manifests in the animal kingdom as sex, but the law of gender is even light and dark is a manifestation of the male and the female, the masculine and the feminine energy. Spirit and matter is a manifestation of the masculine and the feminine energy. Emotion and thought is a ma- is a manifestation of the masculine and feminine energy. So do not get caught up with genitalia in this universal law. It only manifests in certain vibrations as that. It is a higher law than that. And again, something that I highly encourage you to meditate on. So those are the 12 universal laws. And we're going to talk about the law of attraction. You know, the New Thought Movement, about 150 years old now-ish, late 1800s, it's debatable when it started, who was the original teachers, but um, they're, you know, in the early 1900s, it really began to pick up steam. Thomas Troward was was in the New Thought Movement. And, uh, you know, I talked about the Power of Decision book. The author of that book is, is escaping me right now, but he was a teacher in the New Thought Movement. They're the ones that kind of reinvigorated these 12 universal laws. They distilled them from the seven hermetic principles. And they are something very much worth thinking about, meditating on, and uh, letting letting yourself see where they fit in your world. And the law of attraction is simply one of them. And in the movie The Secret, um, Bob Proctor says that the law of attraction is a secondary law to the law of vibration. I think it's debatable in how he describes it, but his point is is accurate that the law of attraction works with the law of vibration. If you didn't have the law of vibration, the law of attraction uh, would not work. So in that case, it is a secondary law. So that is the bigger picture of what we're talking about. So in the second part of this episode, 
I want to now talk about in the book or in the movie, they, the guy very accurately states that the law of attraction is pretty simple in that it's essentially a way of saying that thoughts become things. I say you are what you think. And if you've heard, if you know me uh, privately or in previous episodes, I may have mentioned that you actually, your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs, not just your thoughts. And we'll, we'll, we will unpack that more next week because it isn't just conscious thought. If you are what you think on a conscious level, what happens when a third of the, a third of your life you're asleep, right? What happens when you zone out? What happens when uh, you think bad things and they never manifest? So I think instinctively we understand when you say thoughts become things, there's a way in which that is true. And um, in the case of, uh, in, in this case, we will dig into it a bit more next week. But the the thing here is that thoughts are frequency, right? So again, in the law of vibration, it's not just this table that my computer's sitting on that is vibrating. It's also my thoughts. It's my emotion. I can, you can actually measure the, if you have the right tools, you can actually measure the frequency that your thoughts are moving at. Now, you know, if you ever uh, understood the principle, uh, actually, again, on the secret, in the background, there is one of the teachers, one of the communicators, they actually show tuning forks. And that particular teacher is known for, he does this teaching where you have this room full of tuning forks. And if you've never done this, it's, I mean, you might need to be like a music teacher to even have this many tuning forks. But for the sake of argument, let's say you had a room full of a hundred tuning forks and you had, you know, 10 tuning forks of, well, there's 12, let's say there's 12, 120 tuning forks and there's 10 tuning forks of every note and, you know, A, you know, B flat, C, D, you know, you get the point. So if you have 10 tuning forks in this room of 120 tuning forks that are of the key of C, and you take the C tuning fork and you strike it and you hold it still in the middle of the room, something really freaking cool will happen. All the tuning forks in that room that are at the note of C will begin to vibrate as if you had struck them. So let me say this again. You have 120 tuning forks in the room. 10 of them are of the key of C or the note of C and you take one of them and you strike it and you hold it in the middle of the room, the other nine tuning forks that are a C will begin to vibrate as if you had struck them, even though you didn't touch them, right? The law of vibration, the law of frequency is basically that like attracts like. Frequency attracts frequency. This is the very essence of the law of attraction. That when your thoughts, the frequency of your thoughts are in the key of C, other C frequencies will begin to vibrate around you. So thoughts, and there's a, and again, we'll get into this more next week. I'm just explaining a bit of the vibratory philosophy behind it. Thoughts vibrate. So if I'm thinking 
debt, and in this, and in the movie they use the example of you know if you're thinking debt, 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 debt. I don't want debt. I don't want debt. I don't want debt. You're vibrating at the level of debt. So what you will be attracted to. So huh, how do I? When you go out into the world and you meet new people, or you hear new opportunities, or you are given new, um, you know, someone says, hey, have you heard of this business? Or, hey, you should buy this stock. Or you should, do you realize that all of those things have a frequency? The thought of Apple's stock has a frequency that's constantly vibrating, right? You're thinking Apple stock right now because I'm talking about it. That frequency, because of the law of correspondence and the law of oneness, is always fluctuating and it is vibrating and going up and down and all over the place. And if you're in a law of bad investments or in a frequency, sorry, <laughs> the law of bad investments, <laughs> if you're in a frequency of bad investments, you will find that Apple stock on its way down catches your attention because it's, it's vibrating at the same frequency you are. And you will hear, oh, I'm vibrating at the, at the key of bad investments. And right now, Apple stock is also vibrating at the key of bad investments. I should invest because it resonates with me. Have you ever, have you ever seen this law of attraction played out that way in your life? That like attracts like. Have you ever wondered why, in this case, let's use the example, why all of your investments are bad? Or why do you always attract the wrong partner? Why do you always attract the wrong date? I know so many people like, oh my gosh, I always go for the same, you know, the, the bad boy or the bad girl or whatever, the same personality. I keep running into this because you're still attracting. And so when you go to the bar, when you go to church, or when you go to eHarmony or Match.com, you're thinking, I need, I, I've, I'm so used to this controlling person. I'm so used to blah, 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 blah. And you flip through these profiles and you go, wow, she's really cute. And guess what? Three years later, you guys are married. Everything's great. And boom, all of those, all of those frequencies that you never got rid of. I mean, clearly a lot can happen in three years. And I'm not saying, you know, it's doomed, but this is how it works. That of all the people you could have sent a message to on match.com, you sent a message to the one that is resonating at the frequency that you're resonating at. Right. And I guarantee you. So, you know, speaking from a male perspective, oh, she's cute. I'm going to date her. And what you end up with is the same problem you've always had. I guarantee you, you're giving her the same problems she's always had. Unless she changed her vibration and she attracted new problems, the reality is is that just like the tuning forks, anything that you come in contact with, if whether it's a, a mate, whether it's a job opportunity, an investment opportunity, a car accident, everything like attracts like, vibration attracts vibration. And if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. These are universal laws. These are not happenstance. There is no such thing as chance. Everything has a cause and effect. That's why I read through all these laws because they're all interplaying with each other. And you might find them to be, you know, I'm not going in super deep depth in in these classes. And, and honestly, I can't. I mean, this I mean, it would take a it would take a, a master's degree level of education to truly unpack all of this stuff, which 
I'm one who has spent thousands of hours studying the truth behind these things so I can explain them. Then, you know, I'm not telling you to just trust me or take my word for it. But what I am saying is, is there's a reason that patterns in your life repeat because you're, when you, when you scroll across 10 different people that you could call up to go for a date, there's a reason you picked that one because that one on a level that you're not cognitively understanding is vibrating at a frequency that you're attracted to, right? And it's not just looks, right? It is something deeper. It is something that most of us are highly unaware of so that your thoughts will attune to your frequency. Now, next week, we're going to get into, well, where are those thoughts located? Because hint, hint, only about five, three to 7% is debatable. Three to 7% of your thoughts I say 5% to just be average. So 5% of your thoughts are actually conscious, which means 95% of your thoughts are subconscious. That is where the rub is. And uh, he, you know, guy even says that in the movie. So it's the rub is that it's actually most of what we think we're really not aware of. We don't know why we picked that person. We don't know why that investment appealed to us right now. Why did I buy Apple when it went down, when my buddy bought it, when it went up? Because you're attracted to bad investments. He's attracted to good ones. How do you change that stuff? Glad you asked. That's what Belief IQ, and I, as I've mentioned in the previous, or in the intro episode, and I will mention multiple times throughout this series, if you want help going beyond just this information and actually activating some of the stuff, I've dedicated the last five years of my life to understanding it. And I've picked up some tools that have changed everything for me. And I now have spiritual coaching that I offer um, that uh, if you're interested, I can help you activate these laws and work with them uh, to change your life at a much faster pace than if you just kind of fumbled through in trial and error. So uh, everything is frequency. Your thought is frequency and you are constantly attracting the vibration. Now, here's the thing that most of what we think is actually negative, right? That's why. So we are wired to, for protection. We are wired to defend ourselves. We are wired to defend our I amness, our identity. Because if you didn't constantly receive affirmation of what you think about yourself, you would think you were crazy, right? And so, you know, just pause that for a minute and think about it. If you didn't constantly receive affirmation of what you think about yourself, you didn't see proof all the time, you would think you were crazy. In the movie, they use the example of debt. And you go to the mailbox every day and you receive bills in the mailbox because you're expecting bills. And if you didn't see bills, you would think you were crazy. If you if you were expecting bills and all you saw was checks, you'd be like, why? What is going on? What happened? But what happens if you're expecting checks and you receive bills? You'll have the same, like, it won't resonate with you, Right? So when you expect checks, you get checks. When you expect bills, you get bills. Again, if there's anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. Now, the creative process in the individual, the law of attraction, attraction is a creative energy. And I say that to say this. It cannot create a negative. Let me ask you, how do you create not sick? You can't. You can't create not something because it's actually telling it just not to do anything. So at best, it does nothing. Don't make me sick. Okay, I won't do anything. The reality is, is that you're always creating 
because you are like your heavenly father, you are always creating. Nothing stops creating. Nothing stops moving. So unfortunately, when you say, don't make me sick, don't make me sick, don't make me sick, the universe doesn't just go, okay, I just won't. Actually, all it hears is make me sick, make me sick, make me sick, because your vibration is sick, 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 sick. Even if you're saying, don't make me sick, it can't not create. It can't create knots. It can't move forward in the negative. It is always affirmative. And when you are not giving it anything but the vibration of sick, 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 guess what you do? You get sick. So I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. Just take out don't. And you're telling the universe, I want to be poor. I want to be poor. I want to be poor. That's how the law of creation works. It can't create negatives. Again, if I told you to don't give me money, you would go, the best I would get out of you is you would do nothing. I didn't actually tell you to do anything. I told you to do nothing. So if you want to create, you can't give it knots. You can't give it negatives. It doesn't know what to do with it. It can't do anything with it. You cannot create non-creation. So as it being affirmative and always creating, it gives you the negative because it just removes the word not. It removes the word don't. It removes the word I don't want, I can't have. Like it removes those negatives and just finishes the sentences as if you had said that is what you want. So how do you fix this? When you vibrate your frequency, you actually have to figure out, here's the end. Oh my gosh. And I think we do do, I think I have scheduled, I do have, a significant part of an episode dedicated to how do you figure out what you do want? So if you don't want to be sick, that's great. What do you want? Well, I want to be healthy. Okay. Now there's a skill to like, okay, well, how healthy? What does that mean? What is it? You know, cause specificity is key when, you know, well, I want to be healthy compared to who compared to someone with cancer or compared to, you know, Dwayne Johnson, the rock, who's like clearly very healthy that he gets paid to be healthy. So what does healthy mean? And, and there it's, everything's a vibration. Does healthy to you mean, well, I don't want to die of cancer like my grandpa did. Okay. Well, maybe then you'll just die of pneumonia. Like it's healthier than cancer, apparently, you know? So everything is, (laughs) everything is a vibration. Everything is frequency. So specificity matters, but more and for the case of this particular lesson, this particular episode, when you think about vibration, when you vibrate for the things that you want to create, understand that you cannot vibrate at a negative and expect it to give you a positive. You have to vibrate at a positive. What do you want? So if all you can, and this is actually harder than it seems with certain things like, well, I don't want to be sick. Well, what do you want? Well, I want to be healthy. That one's not so bad, but I'm trying to think of a good example. There's been times where I've been working with belief IQ on myself or with some of my clients and they like, well, I don't want this to happen. Well, what do you want? Well, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. Certain things don't, they almost don't have a positive. You're just trying to avoid the negative, but in by and large, those are great opportunities to find like, oh crap, what do I want? Those are some of the best 
uh, nuggets. Those are some of the best places to find hidden treasure in what life has to offer you when you realize, well, I've spent all my life figuring out that I don't want to do that. I have never spent time figuring out that I, what I do want to do. And I can guarantee you that the reason that your life looks the way it does is because you've spent all your time vibrating at the negative, creative vibration. And it's been creating the thing you don't want. Give it what you do want. So key. You want to vibrate at the key of prop uh, <laughs> of health and prosperity? Then think health and prosperity. Don't think not sick and not poor. It's not going to work. Vibrate at the level of the things you do want so that the creative process in you and the creative process in the, in the world knows what to do. Because giving it what not to do is completely useless. At best, it does nothing and you go nowhere. At best. And it's usually not the case because you're always creative. So it actually typically gives you the very opposite. I don't want debt. I don't want debt. I don't want debt. All you're thinking is debt. All you get is debt. Think about, I want checks. I want income. I want to double my income. I want inheritance. Whatever it is, Get off the debt train and get onto the income train. You get the idea. So you can only create and it cannot do the don'ts. It cannot do the nuts. It only creates. There is a principle in there to meditate around, around the creative process, around the fact that you are like your father. There is no negative creation. There is no negative. Uh, it's always affirmative. It's always moving forward. And that includes that it can create negatives. And this, like, I know I just contradicted myself. I know what I meant. <laughs> it can't not create. So it's going to create the thing you don't want. It's always creating, always moving, always creating, always moving. This is a universal law. So give it something to create. Don't try to give it something to not create. All right. So... As you know, at this point, for the last little section of this, of this, it is, so what do you want? Um, I believe in the class, I will, uh, when on, online, when this is taken off the podcast and it's put on the website, I will probably insert elements from the fifth, 47th episode of the podcast on the power of decision with Grant Porteous, where he and I did an interview together. Um, and it's a book, The Power of Decision. And this book for me and this concept is so good at helping you to figure out what do you want. I'm currently reading another book called The One Thing, and that is equally helpful in a completely different energy. But between The One Thing and The Power of Decision, helping you figure out, well, what do I want? And helping you make it a cognitive, mental, conscious thought and then again, with Belief IQ and some of the other tools that I can offer through spiritual coaching, that uh, may, turning it into a subconscious thought is where the, real, where the real party starts. But the power of decision and deciding, okay, yes, this is what I want. I've spent 38 years figuring out what I don't want, or spent 38 years not thinking about the, the, what I do want in detail in this area. But when I decide that this is what I want, and this is what I'm going to go for, this is what I'm going to do. Then you begin to put the creative process in motion and that power of decision can change everything. 
Now there is an art to figuring out what you want. Specificity is important. The generic, like I want to be healthy. What does that mean? Right? What does being healthy mean? Is it, what does it mean to you? Is it a specific weight? Is it a specific blood pressure? Is it a specific, uh, you know, I don't want gray hair. Or I don't want melanoma. Like what is it about anything that healthy is so broad and so generic that think about it on a vibratory level in the, in the world. If you asked 10 doctors to define healthy, you would get 10 answers. And if you asked those same 10 doctors the next day, you'd get 10 more answers. For the most part, the definition of health is this very broad, non-specific thing that when the law of vibration gets activated and you say, I want to be healthy, it doesn't have enough specificity to act on your behalf. Sure, you'll be healthy, but it's a spectrum at that point. Do you want to be on the low end of the spectrum of healthy? Like, do you want to live to 80 but be miserable for the last 20 years of your life? Because, well, you're alive, but your knees are bad, your back's hurt, and you can't, you know, you're always having intestinal problems or whatever. Like, that's not healthy. So what is healthy? What is the specificity? Same with money. I want more money, right? Awesome. So the universe goes, more money, more money. And the next time you're at Starbucks, a 10-year-old kid or a 10, uh, you know, sorry, that's probably way too old. A five-year-old walks over and gives you a quarter, right? And you go, oh, thank you. And the universe says, all right, job done. We gave him more money, right? So how much more money? Do you want a quarter from a five-year-old or do you want a quarter million dollars, right? So how much money do you need? How, what does healthy mean to you? Be specific. And we're going to get into some of the nuts and bolts of that. This particular aspect we will cover multiple times over the next few weeks um, in some of the troubleshooting and in some of explaining uh, more about how thoughts become things next week as well. So I'm not going to spend too much time, but be specific. Also, when you figure out what you want, it should also be believable for you. Key for you, it should be believable. So for some people, the idea of I want a million dollars by the end of next month. Think about the type of people that that's actually believable, right? Is it believable for you? Right? Maybe $20,000 is a stretch for you. Maybe $1,000 is a stretch for you. $1,000 in expendable income, extra income by the end of February. Is that believable for you? There is a skill to finding what is believable and what is not, but it needs to be believable for you when you figure out what you want. And last, and this, this isn't in the, in the movie, but I think it should also be something that excites you. If, if it's believable, but it's not exciting, then it's actually not big enough, right? If you're like, oh yeah, I can make a thousand dollars. Well, then what's the number that excites you? Because there is an energy to excitement. There's an energy to expectation that by the end of February, I'll have $10,000. Oh, that would be really awesome, right? Find the balance between believable and exciting. Sure, a million dollars is super exciting, but it's not believable. So you need to balance excitement and believability and specificity. And it is an art, but key for this episode is... The law of attraction works based on 
The reality is that your thoughts are things, that you need to think the things that you do want, and in order to do that, you need to actually know what you want. So, I hope this has been helpful. It's Again, this is the first of three episodes around the philosophy of the law of attraction, and uh, this has been, you know, this, this will be split up into, this will be the first class, and it'll be split up into three subjects, and then there will be different topics underneath, and there will be more information once I do turn these into classes, and they will be in video form. Anyway, so I hope you guys enjoy it. For those of you who uh, always consider donating when I ask you to, I appreciate it very much. So please consider donating. Follow Spirit. I trust Spirit. I am hoping to turn New Age Christianity into my full-time income this year. It is one of those things that's uh, starting it off with a bang to start this series. Um, I know I've been looking forward to it. Hopefully you have as well. And I'll be uh, starting uh, discussions in the next week or two about our first uh, community call of the year. We used to do it every month last year, the first Sunday of every month, first Sunday night of every month. Um, But it became a bit too religious, (laughs) which is just something I'm not a fan of. It is one of those things that I would rather be authentic and find times that feel like, hey, we need to do a call and then get a schedule a time that works best for most people. There's never going to be a time that works for everybody. But um, that's one of those things that uh, the community call will probably become something that's a bit more selective as far as the privacy of it. It's one of those things that uh, as we grow, having a thousand people on a community call probably doesn't work. But having people who are invested in the community and with a measure of commitment and relationship uh, will be something that I'm excited to develop a community around it and people that I walk through life with. So keep your eyes open. If you're not on the uh, New Age Christian Facebook group, there's a page and then there's a private group. Uh, just uh, message me on Facebook and soon enough, actually I think you should be able to go on now to the front page of New Age Christianity. Right now it's on the right banner it should say that you could join the group or request access. And then uh, when the new branded site comes up in the next couple of weeks, it will have just a, uh, it's a big blue bar across the main site that uh, you click on it and it should give you access to that group. But that's where the community call and any of these communications will come from. So join the Facebook group, <laughs> Facebook group, join the Facebook group and join the community and join the conversation. And, uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode as we continue to unpack the secret. Until then, have a great week. God bless you guys. Talk to you later.